0: Your Van C's Weekly, the home for info and insight on the Vancouver Canadians and all Toronto Blue Jays minor league prospects. Hosted by Greg Ballack and Charlie Kasky. And we're back. It's episode 16 of the Your Van C's podcast. It's been a little bit of a break over the uh, Christmas and New Year's. Hope you had a happy holiday and a good New Year. I'm Greg Ballack,
1: joined by Charlie Kasky. Did you have a good New Year, Charlie? I did. I actually mm. made it to midnight. So wow. I mean, anytime I do that at my advanced age, um, I'm happy. So, the yeah, first yeah, time figured. since you were
0: 50, you made it to the midday. Oh, wait, sorry, <laughs> you're not that old.
1: <laughs> right away, his, his New Year's resolution to make fun of me all the time. <laughs> Got to spice working. up this
0: podcast a little bit, you know? There you go. Get some uh, anger going <laughs> early on. I could
1: never be mad at you, Greg, especially <laughs> with that toque you're wearing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a Jays Tuke, though. No, even though that's, I, uh, I wore
1: mine, but it's pretty hot in the studio, actually, so my yeah. Jay's, my new Christmas Jays sweater and, and Tuke have both come off.
0: Well, we're smoking in here because we just got off the phone with Bernie Pleskoff, who we, uh, are gonna have, we're going to play the interview for you in just a little bit. We talked to him for almost an hour, about 50 minutes. Um, so we're going to talk to him and just totally run through what he's seen because he's seen a number of the prospects. Uh, he used to be a, a pro scout for the Astros and the Mariners, uh, and luckily Charlie you got a hold of him over email and he uh, decided to come on and it, we had a good little chat with him
1: yeah i i I'd, I'd been having a bit of twitter chat with him um during the arizona fall like he's based out of phoenix now he's he's no longer a scout he um he writes for um the scouting i guess side of mlb.com which is mlb pipeline um and he's got his own blog and he was at a couple of the brain cramp again mesa solar socks i guess the jays prospects were on? I can't remember. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Looking at me, so, I don't know. Uh, I, was, I was firing questions about him when he was uh, in the middle of watching a, a Roberto Osuna appearance, and we all know my feelings about the Osuna. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was kind enough to answer my questions on that day, and then I, I was able to make contact with him and, and, and get him on, which is great.
0: Yeah, we talk about Osuna, we talk about uh, the new second baseman that Jay's acquired, uh, Devin, Devin Travis, who he has seen uh, a bunch of times sounded like. Uh, and he gets into uh, just pretty much every other position on the on the Blue Jays. The pitching situation, Sanchez and and yeah, Pompey, uh, who we Norris saw this year Pompey. in the AFL. Yeah, interesting <laughs> thoughts on all of these guys. It's very recommended you listen to him. He's uh he's a old school guy. You know, he's he's been around for a while, so he definitely knows what he's talking about. And it's uh, it's interesting to get a fresh take on the uh, on these guys because we've seen a few of them, but uh, you know, there's other guys that like Travis. who I have no idea. I've never seen him play, or you know, I've looked at his stat line. But that's about it. And it was very interesting to hear what he had to say about Well,
1: him. I won't spoil it, but he, he gave us a name who I'd never even, I didn't even know the Jays had. So yeah. I, we've obviously picked him up this year <laughs> yeah. in one of the deals that uh, Anthopolis has made that the trolls will say is dumpster diving, but <laughs> uh, Bernie didn't think so. So I guess without further ado. Yeah, we'll get right into it. This
0: is our conversation from earlier with Bernie Pleskoff of MLB Pipelines.
1: Thanks very much for joining us. Um, you bet. We've brought you on because you you've got a lot of experience scouting, um, specifically lately in in the Arizona Fall League. But before we before we touch on that, let's just go back to to how you got into the business. Your your Twitter profile says that you were a, a scout in both Seattle and, and the Houston systems. You know, like like I said on our email previously, we uh, we we watch the NWL up here. So they're, you know, Franklin Breda was the youngest at seventeen this year to twenty two and. I write trying to sound like a scout. Obviously, I don't do it very well. But uh, what, So it's always helpful for me to talk to, to actual scouts. You know, I, Maybe I can pick up a tidbit here or there. What, what do you look for when you, when you look at players? Uh,
2: this, uh, I am so glad you asked this because a lot <laughs> of people take this for granted. But let me spend a few minutes talking about this because this is the backbone of everything. First of all, I went to scout school. And that that is put on by uh, the Scouting Association, uh, Major League Scouting Bureau. And it was here in Phoenix. I went to scout school. Mm -hmm. And one of my mentors taught me on the first day that there are three things to look for. And that has been my Bible. And let me go over those for you. Number one, can he play? And, you know, you think, well, and I only scouted professionals guys that had already signed contracts. Mm. I did not scout amateurs. So the first question is, can he play? And you'd be surprised how many guys don't know the fundamentals or even the rules of baseball. (laughs) So first of all, you have to find out if they can play or if they are awkward, if they're uncoordinated, if they're not agile. That's question one. Mm. Number two, is this guy better than what we have on our club? Because I'm scouting free agent guys, guys for trades, and guys who are, you know, maybe uh, at the end of their road in uh, minor league baseball, six years is up, they're moving on. That's who I'm looking at. Are they better than what we have on our 40-man right now? And the third question is, can he play for us? And that's a big one. You know, does he have heart? How's he going to fit in the clubhouse? Does he hustle? Is he a whiner? Uh, You know, those those questions about head and heart are very critical. So those three questions come first. Then I break down pitching and hitting, and if you wanna know about that, I'll be glad to talk about it.
1: (laughs) Well, we will, but just to follow up to that, it's, it's been a funny offseason for the Blue Jays and, and, you know, talking about clubhouse culture and, mm-hmm. and are they trying to change it, you know, especially with some of the deals they've made from Russell Martin to Josh Donaldson. Right. How, do, how do you get a picture for, uh, say, a right. minor league guy if, if he's a whiner? Like, are you speaking to people within the organization? Are you going by what you see? Like, that must be a tough thing to, to try and break down, especially when you're, you're probably not seeing him a ton.
2: But let me give you an example, and I'm not going to name a name, okay? Okay. There's a guy in Major League Baseball now that complains about every called strike. Every single called strike, he is in the face of the umpire, okay? Now, that's not a guy that is a high profile for me. Uh, everything else being equal, if his skills are good, etc., I might look past that. But if he's borderline or average, I don't want that. You know, I don't want a guy stirring up the umpire that's going to hurt my pitcher. And when you stir up an umpire, you could very easily hurt your pitcher. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's very visible. It's very visible if a guy hits the ball on the ground and loafs to first base. Mm-hmm. Right. And if he's hurt, that's one thing. If he's not hurt, that's another thing. You, you, you may remember uh, Matty Williams. Uh, this past season, had an Mm -hmm. issue uh, with one of his star players uh, not hustling. Well, it just so happens that Bryce Harper had been hurt. But he had a team rule. You have to hustle. And if you can't hustle, you can't play. You're too hurt to play. Mm -hmm. So he went public with that, which I disagree with. But nonetheless, he had that rule. So those are the things that I can look for when I'm sitting behind home plate or up in the press box. There's no doubt about it. You can tell when a guy's heart is in the game.
0: What about a player that's quote-unquote bad in the clubhouse? Are you more likely mm. to go to, uh, straight to the source and talk to the player, or are you going to talk to maybe his manager, his, his hitting coach, or maybe somebody uh, that's close to him?
2: <laughs> it depends on how well he can hit or pitch. <laughs> 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 you know, there's, there's some sins that are unforgiving, and there are others that aren't. You know, if I'm going to have a guy that's going to throw his teammates under the bus, or if he's just a cancer in the clubhouse, then I'm going to have a little chat with him. And, you know, I think that everyone has an opportunity to change their ways. You know, it's kind of like what the Browns are saying now about quarterback Johnny Manziel. You know, he's young, everybody makes mistakes, Mm -hmm. give him an opportunity. Well, they also have millions of dollars invested in him. So that's going to trump his attitude. Yeah. So you have to be very, you know, you have to look at all four corners uh, and, and see how is this square, you know, developing.
0: You want to know the, the problems before you unload that much money That's into correct. the player. <laughs>
2: <Ideally. correct. laughs> and they knew that, by the way. Yeah. I don't want to talk Johnny Mandel, but, <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, the background of players is pretty well known. However, in psychology, it's called a halo effect, guys. It takes eight times the work. change a negative impression you know I'll give you an example Uh, there are there are guys that have had Brett Laurie when he was with the Milwaukee uh, Brewers Mm -hmm. got the reputation because he didn't want to go to fall league supposedly that he really didn't want to play well nobody nobody hustles more or works harder than Brett Mm Laurie but you know it's very tough to change that impression that people have of, of Players. They get labeled a clank er early in their career. And, you know, it kind of. Delman Young last year had a very good defensive year by his standards. He improved. (laughs) Yet, Delman Young is always going to be seen as what? A clank. Can't play the outfield.
1: It must be so hard, though, because, I mean, we're talking about huge sums of money. And, I mean, the the rumor came out today that the Jays have got a pre agreement with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm I mean the kid's 16. How do you know, you know, uh, mentally where he's going to oh, be? Man. You know, it, oh, man. it's so hard. 3.2 million. Oh, no, 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 no that one's not hard,
2: guys. <laughs> I took one look at him. <laughs> I took one look at him. Well,
1: apparently he's a beast. I I, I saw <laughs> oh, a little no, bit no. of video. He's tall.
2: he looks just like he looks just like his uncle. Really? I mean, he looks just like his uncle. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you what. This kid is going to be
1: one hell of a player yeah 3.2 it's a lot of money and and you you hope for the best and and moving on i guess we can use as a bit of a segue to a guy that they spent what was franklin two two something for franklin barretto who you know we had him here in vancouver for the entire season this this Mm. past year and and i absolutely loved him um and you, you wrote a piece on on your blog um bernie's baseball where you know you wrote a a paragraph, basically, when you're running down some of the recent transactions, saying that he could be the, the diamond in the rough of of the Donaldson trade, which a lot of people have said and and rightfully so. But it, you know, he's only 18. Um, two questions on that. Who, I'm guessing you didn't see him. Um, but, so where do you get your info? And then we can go back to the mechanics of hitting what you scout for in someone like Franklin Bredo and, and okay. fielding as well because that's the big mm-hmm. question, I think, is whether he sticks it short.
2: Well, First of all, I watched countless tape on him when he was, when he was in the mix and teams were vying for him. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this, that if he's not in the deal, I don't think the athletics make that trade. Okay. That's how important I think he is to this deal. And Billy Bean is a terrific evaluator of talent. And whether you like what he did or you don't like what he did, this is going to turn out. You cannot evaluate this trade for another five years. Right. This trade is not a trade for 2014, 15, or 16. This trade is a trade for 2017 for the Athletics. Yes, they gave up a very good player in Donaldson, you know, you will get no argument from me. Although, if you look at his batting average, it's cert- he certainly isn't the superstar people make him out to be. He's an extremely good ball player. But he scuffles a bit, you know, and you have to look at that. Now, the return for him was much better than people ever gave it credit for being. You know, uh, I, really like, I really like Sean Nolan. He's a, you know, he's not overpowering. He's just a good pitcher. And he also throws with his left hand, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's important. So I do think that uh, the Jays gave up a lot. I have to say that.
1: Oh, no, we, there's no doubt that they yeah. gave up a lot. I think mean, we all agree that. But as a Jays fan, you have to sort of think that, you know, the window is now.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, navigating through that lineup, are you kidding me? They're going to pound people <laughs> into submission. You, you can afford to have Dalton Pompey hit nothing in center field because he's that good defensively. Mm-hmm. But because you've got, you've got to go through Reyes and Martin, Batista and Carnacion and Donaldson, Saunders, Navarro. How do you do that? I mean, that's a very, very tough lineup. The problem is on the other side of the ball. The pitching, to me, mm-hmm. is going to, is weak. And that's why I think they're going to be in the shields, hunt. I really do.
1: Yeah, we've been hearing whispers about it. Some people are saying they're in on it. Some people are saying they're not. You know, uh, Heyman said that you know if the price comes down, they'll be in on it. Which, if the price comes down, was, price isn't
2: going to come <laughs> I would
1: expect no. a lot of people would be in it right. if the price comes down. Yeah. Right. Um, going back but see, to that
2: the problem is, I don't think they. We can talk about this later, but I don't think they have pitching depth. Mm
1: -hmm. No. And
2: I think their starting pitchers are average at best, a little below average. But you've got to have eight starting pitchers, and I can't count eight. But we'll talk about that whenever you want to. But you want to go back to what I look for, right?
1: What you look for, and, and we can talk about two players, because you you mentioned Pompey, and he's obviously a guy that you know Jays fans are, are, are pinning a lot of hopes on this season, you know, because we're guessing he's he's currently penciled in to be a starting center fielder um, after a rather meteoric rise um, through the minors, and you saw him um, quite a bit, I guess, in the yeah. AFL this past year, um, and and then Bredo as well. What you look for, because it, it's I'm always interested, you know, I, I'm accredited with the C's here, so I sit down in the scout seats quite a bit and just to kind of get a feel of, of what, I mean, obviously they're evaluating his ability, but then how do they sort of put, you know, I, I'm trying to explain this the best I can, how do you put a price on that? Because, you know, mm-hmm. your Billy Bean's not saying, he's saying, okay, Josh Donaldson's worth X to us, we need YZ and W, you know, what's he valuing Barreto at? And how do they, you know, how does the book get started on a player like that who's so young, and has only had okay. limited experience stateside?
2: I saw a kid named Didi Gregorius in the fall league, and I saw a kid named Alcides Escobar in the fall league. Escobar was 18 years old.
1: He's the he Rangers guy, by, isn't he? Uh,
2: Escobar, Alcides. Yeah. He's on Kansas. He started Kansas. with the Brewers, oh, okay, and then yes. he was traded to the Royals. Right. right. This is a guy, the first time I laid eyes on him, I was with two other scouts, and we turned to each other after he made a play from the hole, and we said, we want to see him do that again. Well, not only did he do it again, he did it again and again. There are certain things that you look for, in, in, first of all, in defense. You look for that first step quickness, soft hands. I'm talking about a, a middle infielder. Right. A strong but accurate arm. Can he make the play from the hole? Can he make the average play? That's what I want to see. Make the average play. The spectacular plays will come. Make the play when the ground ball is hit to you. And don't try to be overly flashy. That's what the kid that you just traded has. He has ability. He's an athlete. You know, when I looked at Gregorius, I said to myself, I cannot believe that people are worried about this kid hitting. Because you put him in a good lineup and you don't need him to hit. You need him to save runs. And that's what a good second baseman, shortstop, center field combination does. They save runs. They don't drive in runs necessarily, unless you're a Jose Reyes type. But see, when you've got defense like that, which Pompey is going to give you in center field, and by the way, he walks. He's got a good eye at the plate. And that's another thing I look for. Mm-hmm. His pitch recognition is very good. He's got some swing and miss in him. He doesn't have much power, but he'll, he'll do all right. He's going to scuffle against, you know, quality breaking balls, sliders, and curveballs. But you don't need him to be a 300 hitter. You need him to save runs in center field. And that's what he's going to do. So you can't look at a guy and say, you know, he can't hit. You've got to look at a, at your lineup, which you have, which is stacked with hitters. And then up the middle, Reyes can play shortstop, Pompey can play second base, Is uh, Pompey can play center, Is Tours can play second, and then you've got a guy coming up who I think can play second uh, very well. Uh, and that's the kid that you just traded for. Hmm, yeah. So I think you're going to be – you're going to be – very happy when you have that defense, you know, uh, Devon Travis is is okay. There isn't any doubt in my mind that he can play, but he can hit. So he may be a hitter at second base, and everybody is looking now for middle infielders that can hit. That's fine, but your shortstop better be able to pick it.
0: Well, you just look at what Stephen Drew is commanding. I think they said upwards of $7 million for him, and he hasn't really uh, had a couple seasons in a row here where he hasn't really done much, and you look at the
2: and his defense. His defense has, has fallen off since the right. ankle
0: injury. Yeah, and you look at the Blue Jays situation at second base. They also have Ryan Goins in the mix, who sort of like Pompey, as you laid out, will save you a ton of runs on defense, but right. he's going to scuffle at, at the plate. Now, Devin Travis is an interesting name that I, I kind of want to talk about more because, as you know, as Blue Jays followers, we don't really know that much about him. Uh, he, he was sort of an unknown. You know, obviously, we've had Anthony Ghost for the past few years, and you just let him go straight up for Devin Travis. So we, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, will, will he really yeah. factor in this upcoming season?
2: I can tell you. First of all, Devin Travis, are you ready for this? <laughs> has a three twenty three lifetime batting average in three seasons hmm. as a second baseman. So his hit tool has never wavered. He hit the moment he he signed, and played for Connecticut. When I saw him in the fall league, he hit. He puts the bat on the ball. His strikeout rate is virtually nil. You know, he has 134 strikeouts in 1,100 plate appearances. Mm -hmm. That's what you're getting. See, I think he will be your future second baseman, and I think it could be as soon as they break camp, if he can hit. Because, like I said, second base is not as critical. It's mm-hmm. important defensively. He's got to be able to make that double play with Aureus, for example. Mm-hmm. But this is a very good ball player you got. And Anthony goes is a good defender, but his on base percentage will not be as good as Devin Travis.
0: Not even close. <laughs> I don't think... Not even close. <laughs> if Devin He's Travis is a good can defender,
2: but you've got a better one coming. Mm-hmm. You know what Ghost told me once when I saw him in the folly? He looked me in the eye and he said, I am going to be the best center fielder that ever played the game. And you know what? I like that. I thought, wow, "Wow, you know? I like that you're confident. But I don't agree with that. No, (laughs) well, I I think we can definitely disagree
1: with that statement now. I mean, as a Jays fan, I loved his his defense. mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Going from, you know, Colby had his struggles last year, but I think he was a bit injured as well, so his defense dropped off a bit and and, and Goves picked up that slack. I I never really saw, you know, we always heard about this plus arm and I I never really saw that. I was I was a bit disappointed, but, you know, he could fly. He anything in the gap, yeah, he he, he would track he down. He covered a lot of ground. And and
2: Pompey is just as fast, if not faster.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's what that's what you hear. I mean, I've heard Sick, sickening stories about him getting up the line in like three, nine, four, four flat times and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I
2: had him that. I had him in that, in that range.
1: Wow. Yeah. What What do you think of of Pompey's, Pompey's hit tool? I mean, that's the big question. Mm-hmm. Is he going to hit enough? Is he going to be an average hitter? Is he going to be above average eventually? You know, it's not going to happen this year. I think he's he, he's going to scuffle, yeah. as you say, a bit. But
2: uh, I don't see it. I don't see him being. Uh, I I think he can hit two fifty. I don't know that he will ever hit more than that, but you never know with with prospects. For me, I tell people this all the time. It takes three big big league years, three, and even then you don't know. You know, not everybody's Mike Trout. A lot of guys scuffle at first, and I think uh, Dalton Pompey may, may scuffle a bit. He, you know, he came up and he had 231 last year, And he had 43 uh, plate appearances, so that's not really, you know, that's nothing. So you really have to take a look at the long picture. Talk to me about him in three years. But for now, you've got to enjoy the defense. You've got to understand that his bat will come, but it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, every, every fan says, we've been patient for so long. Well, it's important to be patient. The kid hit two seventy six in the minors. He's coming off a season that was pretty good. He jumped three levels. He was in uh, Class A Advanced, Double A, and Triple A. And that shows the faith they had in him. I think that's a lot of movement very quickly. And I I think it, it could... It could hurt him. He's only 22 years old. Mm-hmm. If if I if it were me and I were running the Blue Jays, I want to see more development time for him. And,
0: and how imp-
2: that, I, that's Sorry. not me. You know, I'm not them.
0: Mm-hmm. How important does a uh, does it become to have a, a solid backup in place? Then, if you know these struggles that Pompeii is going to go through, uh, they have Kevin Pilar right now who can play a little center field and mainly left field.
1: Uh, Saunders so, can play center as well if, yeah. he, if he stays on the field. Then he and to someone to, in he, left. If he can <laughs> stay
2: healthy, yeah.
0: How important does it become to get get somebody there that can really fall back on?
2: All right, let me, give you, let me give you a name. Let me see if you know your Red Sox. Do you remember the name Jackie Bradley Jr.?
0: Of course. Yep.
2: Okay. <laughs> what happened to Jackie Bradley Jr.? He
0: came up and broke camp and struggled mightily. They sent him back down.
2: And now he's not. If you look in the team photo, you're not finding him.
1: Really? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's what you've got to worry about. But the Red Sox have depth there. The Blue Jays don't have that kind of depth, no. or he would be in AAA. And they traded goes because they wanted that middle infielder that could hit. So I think they're not done yet. Quite frankly, I think they are going to get another center fielder. Maybe not to start, but at this point, they may look for somebody that could start. Yeah, there's a, there's
1: still a couple of names out there. I mean, Ioki's still hanging around, unless i right? missed something. Not um, much of a fielder. He's no. He, no, I always I always bug Greg. I, I spent one year in Japan working and he was the starting center fielder for my local team, the occult swallows. And I mean I thought he was pretty good, but I was drinking a lot of beer back then, so <laughs>
2: um, And still are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, he's he's a guy that can, you know, plug gaps across the outfield at least and, and give you, you know, grind out some at bats for you. Let um, me give
2: you let me give you a name mm-hmm. of a guy who I think would really fit. And that's and that's Maben with San Diego. And I was looking at your roster today, and I'm thinking, who could they give up for Maven? You don't have a lot of trade chips
1: here. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, no. gone. You don't. Unless you're <laughs> mining the, the minor leagues for, you know, right. giving up more of your prospect talent. There right. really isn't much Which more. Which is tough to do.
0: Well, and Navarro is the only other thing I can think of, because he might want out with, with Martin getting most of the playing time.
2: Yeah. Who's that, please?
0: Uh, Deion or Navarro. He might be a little frustrated. Uh,
2: I think they're going to count on him.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, I think would be a,
0: nice. I don't know if he'd want to take a backup role, but
1: seems to be the theme, which kind of, you know, reads to me like they're not getting what they want. The returns aren't there for yeah, for what they I thought. Agree. So don't
2: count out Navarro as your DH mm-hmm. upon occasion.
1: Yeah, yeah, he can. Hit. Nice. Yeah, he, he,
2: he can well, hit. I mean, it's
1: funny the DH position, and you know, has sort of you you think you know he's not a he's not a prototypical prototypical DH, but. The position itself is actually, you know, aside from the few outliers, is not the big slugger it was 10 years ago, sort right, of in the juiced right. area. So he, well, could, he could do a job. big sluggers
2: are not available. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> it's you not. you got rid of one in Lynn, which surprised me, but mm-hmm. they're not available. And, you know, you still have Josh Tolley on the roster, too, mm-hmm. so you've got three catchers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and Jimenez. I mean, I don't know what you you might be able to tell us actually what what the standards like at the Puerto Rican League. But he's in the Winter League there. He's he's I think he's vying for the batting League title and actually hitting for some power. And you know he's well regarded defensively. Yes. Um, so he's another option to to back up. Um, so they, it's they like have a triple A. I think yeah.
2: that's an equivalent.
1: Okay. So you know he he could be an option at depth too if they look to move one of the, one or two of those pieces. But you're right. Going back to the original point they don't have a lot um to give up right now. Um so any more deals are going to be difficult and then of course Shai Davidi, who writes for uh, Rogers Sportsnet wrote a piece yesterday that they have only got another 5 to 7 million to work with mm-hmm. which uh considering some of the holes they have um could be could make it a bit difficult.
2: Well, let me just say this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would not have uh, a charity drive for the Rogers people. No. If in <laughs> fact, uh let's just let's just put a you know, Major League Baseball owners today realize how important it is to win a championship. If the Blue Jays are close in July, I don't see any, any holding back. I think the purse strings will open. If there are players available to them, I think you've got good ownership, and I think they will not hesitate to bring home a winner.
0: It's hard to compare the Blue Jays' ownership to the rest of the league, though, when they're owned by a national conglomerate yeah, and not a, exactly. a single person.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they might not exactly. open the purse strings. You never know. Well,
1: and they own the, 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 all the media rights as well, so it's hard to yeah, quantify right. that. You know, How much would they right. would they be paying for that normally?
2: That'd be fine. You don't have to worry about it. That'd <laughs> be fine.
1: But going back to the pitching depth... Um, one of the names that I've got penciled in as a starter, and I know he's been getting a lot of chatter lately as, as a potential relief option considering the bullpen so thin, is, is Aaron Sanchez, who you saw last year in the Arizona Fall League, which is kind of when that whole issue where his delivery became a bit more upright. You know, uh, Keith Law was very down on it, saying he'll be more prone to injury. Um, what did you think when you saw him? I know he had a, he had a really rough outing his first outing, but then he was, he was pretty lights out the rest of the way, wasn't he?
2: I thought it was outstanding. And I'm going to make a prediction here that, you know, it might be crazy, but I think he's going to be your closer before the season's over. That's how much faith I have in this kid. Mm. Uh, I really like him out of the bullpen. I like him to start there as a setup man, maybe a closer. Eventually, he could become a starter. He could be the opposite of John Smoltz. But I'll tell you what. I have no qualms about this guy at all whatsoever from what I saw. He's, he threw nice and easy. Yes, everybody's going to have a bad outing. There's no doubt about it. But I really like him. I think he is worth all the chatter there is about him. I think he's a top prospect. And if he, you know, he's a setup man or, or a closer, uh, I think you should be very happy he's on your club. And I will guarantee you that uh, your club gets a lot of phone calls asking if he's available.
0: And just to play devil's advocate, I personally would agree with that. I actually want Sanchez to be the closer, and and you know eventually maybe work him into a starter's role. But just to be devil's advocate, wouldn't his value be a little bit more if he was worked in as a starter and you get more innings out of him rather than slot him in there as closer just because it's a need?
2: Well, you have to define value. For me, value is how are we going to win ball games. Mm. And we're going to win ball games by closing them out in the ninth inning. Look at the Detroit Tigers—how how they have imploded in the eighth and ninth inning, with all the hitting they had and all the starting pitching they have. Mm-hmm. Have they been in a World Series? No. no. Why? Their bullpen let them down. And you have—you have—you have, you have, a, you have an, a, an okay bullpen. I, I think Brett Cecil, as a closer, as a lefty, bothers me a little in Rogers Center. I think Aaron Loop is a good pitcher, but he, too, is a lefty. I would go with Aaron Sanchez until, you know, maybe I'd start the season with Cecil as my closer, but ultimately, if Sanchez can handle it, I want him in the ninth inning. Hmm. But let's not forget that what we see in April or in March is not what we're going to see in July and right. August. Things evolve. Right.
0: And then the longer we sit here on the free agent market with Casey Jansen still out available, the more of the rumblings start to hear that he might oh. even come back to Toronto. If <laughs> that's I
1: don't a think possibility,
0: so. no,
1: I don't think so. No, I, I, we we spoke about this before. I think personally, he burned too many bridges when he left, and yeah. you know, yeah. no, no matter the they, need. That's
2: fine. They're, I'm a little bit worried, frankly. That the deal I don't get was bringing Estrada in. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Estrada is a flyball pitcher. Yeah,
0: yeah, 15.
2: and you should be pretty worried about him in Rogers
0: Center. And <laughs> don't I worry, don't we
2: are. <laughs> I don't understand that move, I have to be honest. But that's just me as a scout saying, I don't like to second-guess front offices, but they may have seen something in Estrada that I didn't see. But I've seen lots of them because he trains here, he trained here with the Brewers. lot of fly balls. Mm-hmm. And that's not a park where you want a lot of fly balls.
0: I think it was just a case of, we have Adam Lind, who we really don't have a spot for. Might as well get something for him, where we may have a spot for an experienced guy, even maybe. though he's a flyball pitcher. You never know; it could work out or not.
1: I so. think it, yeah, it goes back maybe. to the, the, a bit of the clubhouse narrative. I think they were just a little bit tired of of Lind's shtick in the clubhouse. Um,
2: I Either, mean, obviously, a little religious, or no,
1: no, not the religion, but you know, when he when he came in and he said his mom had had told him to get the he he was. He had no filter, you know, yeah. and uh, I think they just that wore on them a bit, uh, you know. But I understand. Who I understand. knows? Who knows? Well, I mean,
2: remember that's the first thing I talked about, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. But but going back to what you said, you know, maybe they've seen something in Estrada, but I really thought they saw something in Esmeel Rogers when they traded. <laughs> and I'm, I'm having my usual podcast <laughs> brain cramp.
0: John Farrell originally for uh, Mike Aviles. Well, yeah, and then, then Mike Aviles for well, Esmeel ca- Rogers, no, the
1: catcher that. Oh Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes who's obviously flourished, you know, they didn't see what they had in him. Right. And has flourished into a, you know, a top 10 catcher for the Indians. Well, not
2: many, you know, that's very that's very tough. Um, it's not an exact science. It's an art. Mm-hmm. Scouts make mistake, mistakes. And and one of my favorite sayings with scouting is, you know, that's why they make vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Everybody likes different things. What I see in a player, a Keith Law may not like, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. You know, he and I have had good discussions about differences in players. But it also means that the general manager has to make the final decision. He's going to get, in your case with Toronto, you have a whole bunch of scouts and a whole bunch of of cross-checkers. And consequently, in front of the GM's debt da- uh, uh, on his desk are countless scouting reports, and they may, you know, they may differ and they will differ. Yeah, so they that's up to him to, to pull the trigger.
0: Getting back to what we were talking about with um, Lind and his maybe personality problems, just if you look back at all of the transactions from this past offseason for the Blue Jays they've all been sort of questionable players whose names have been brought up in the past about possibly being an issue. Uh, Brett Laurie's one, Anthony Ghost, you had an experience with him yourself uh, about his uh headstrong-ness, we'll call it. Uh, right. And now Adam Lind, who possibly just didn't have a filter. You're getting rid of these right. guys you know, by the barrel full, it seems like. Is that sort of the, the route that they wanted to well, go in, I guess, this Rasmus offseason? as well. And not, Rasmus. Not
1: even thinking about Casey of call Jansen is another Jansen. one. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so important. It's so important. Remember, number three: Can he play for us?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you know. And let's let's face it; it wears on you. You know, if a guy is going to complain all the time, it's wearing. And you you might say, I, "I've had enough." You might go to the GM and say, "You know, maybe we need to change the decks on the uh, or the chairs on the deck."
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um. Another trade they make, and and this harkens back to our our pitching depth, because both Greg and I have the the Blue Jays depth chart up right now, and you're right, it is rather scary when <laughs> Liam <laughs> Hendricks is penciled in as number seven, another extreme flyball pitcher who we saw for a couple of games yeah. last year. Um, Jay Happ went to Seattle for uh, for Michael Saunders, yeah. who we thought was a win on two counts: a, he's a BC boy, and, <laughs> and, and, and B. He's got two years left at the exact same price for one year of, of J.A. Happ, who...
2: It's a great trade. Is, it's a great trade.
1: Yeah, I mean, Saunders, when he's healthy, can hit. Health he, is the concern. Well, that's the concern, but... How about the
2: fact he can run?
1: He can run, he can play defense, um, whereas, whereas Happ is a... You know, he, coming into camp last year, he was our Marco Estrada. You know, is he going to be a swingman? Is he going to be the fifth starter? He had a, an okay year, which... A lot of people look at the cherry on top of near the end of the season when you know he, he had a nice run right at the end of the year when they were kind of playing out the string. I mean, w- what you just said it's a great trade. What, what else can you give us on that?
2: I can tell you this. It's a great trade for both teams. First of all, Seattle can use him. They need that pitching depth. And you don't know that they won't flip him somewhere else because we're not even done with, you know, we're not yeah. done with, yeah. The offseason and the July trading deadline, you don't, you don't know mm-hmm. that they won't use him to get somebody else. But even if they don't, they like pitching. And he'll be pitching in a bigger park, and he'll be better. And don't be upset when he's better, because park <laughs> factors are crucial. Mm-hmm. You know, don't beat yourselves up and say, yeah, you know, he didn't do that for us. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't pitching in a mammoth ballpark for you either. Well,
1: that's what we're he hoping for Donaldson in, in Toronto.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The reverse. (laughs) Exactly. Good point. Very good point. Now, what you're getting in Saunders is a guy that has multiple tools. He's a guy who adds length to your lineup. And that's what you want to do if you have average or mediocre pitching. What he does is he adds that left field length to your lineup. And I read it off at the beginning, you're seven deep. And that's terrific. A lot of t- when I was with the Astros, we, we had an out at shortstop in Everett. We had an out at pitching, and we had an out behind the plate with Brad Osmus. So we were playing six guys against seven guys to eight guys to nine guys. And every time you, you lose a guy, it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, Brad Osmus was the best catcher in baseball at that time. We, we, he was a terrific defender. So was Adam Everett. That's why we went to the World Series, but they didn't hit. So that's what I'm talking about: how how you can afford defense if you've got hitting in the lineup.
1: Hmm. Um, speaking of, uh, we'll go back to pitching again, which is one of my sort of personal projects. Right. You know, in in Vancouver, with uh, I don't know how much you know about the Nat, as we call the stadium out here. It's it's sea level. It's got big fences, so. The Jays tend to filter through some of the better pitchers through here. So we, we tend to get, you know, the better players that we see are on the pitching side. And and the best pitcher I saw initially, I missed Syndergaard and uh, Sanchez when they came. Sanchez only came through for 10 days. Um, was Roberto Asuna, who was was fabulous. I mean, in his debut, he, he struck out 16 in, in five innings or whatever it was. Um, you know, obviously had his Tommy John surgery, came back near That's, the end of last you, you season. You want
2: to say that again.
1: Yeah, had, had his Tommy John. <laughs> from what we can gather, his stuff is there. He's, he maybe he's thrown it a bit straight, but you saw him. So what did you see?
2: Uh, I saw a guy who's coming back from Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think there should be a new law. That you have to have your Tommy John surgery at age one, so it's behind. You know, so you can get it behind you. This poor guy, he threw to a nine point four nine ERA. His yeah. WHIP was two point one one. In in, in uh, twelve, he, he threw twelve and one third innings in six games. He gave up twenty two hits. Okay. It seemed like- thirteen home runs uh, thirteen earned runs and two home runs. But here's the key. He only walked four. He struck out 15. (laughs) This is a guy you can't count on until that arm is 100% back to normal. And we don't know that it will be. I think it will be because the stuff is there. He was too straight. He got clobbered.
1: Well, here's a question for you then. Um, Before he had the surgery, he had Quite a, I mean, I thought he was strong, you know, his lower half, his trunk, but a lot of the scouts that you read on in BP or what, wherever you read it, you know, the Tommy John, this is the big question, does he come back fit mm-hmm. because he's got that kind of body that can go a bit sideways a Sabathia, we had a little baby fat before yeah, the yeah, surgery. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, what did you see? Because, I mean, everything we read, and, you know, I see his pictures on Twitter and stuff like that, it looked like he was, he was working out and he's come back fitter and stronger.
2: Well, I saw that he didn't repeat his arm angle. I saw a little bit of hesitancy on the mound. Am I going to get hurt again? Mm, Right. Am I comfortable? And and that's why I say you can't evaluate it yet. Uh, The Braves just traded for a a kid named Freed, a left-handed pitcher, okay? Max Freed. Remember the name. He's going to be coming back from Tommy John. However, with Max Freed, he's similar to Osuna. He, He is a winner. He is a very good pitcher. It's going to take him a year to a year and a half. The Braves didn't make that deal for 2015, they made that deal for 2017 and late 2016. So you have to look ahead when you move a Justin Upton, now you're looking at a guy like Max Fried and you're saying to yourself, this guy could be a real gem. Mm -hmm. Osuna could be a gem, but he has to A, gain his arm strength, B, gain his confidence, and see, repeat his, his mechanics. So be patient, but it's not there yet. That's I what I saw.
0: Definitely think the Blue Jays organization is patient enough because if you look at the last draft, who the, they took at their first <laughs> pick was a guy who just had Tommy John surgery and Jeff Hoffman.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. I've never seen it like this. But you know, we could we could write books about it, and <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not into that. I just know the effect that, that it has. Some of the cleanest mechanics guys get, have uh, breakdowns. Yeah. Uh, Matt Harvey. When I saw Matt Harvey, I wrote about this. I don't know how long you've been following me or reading me. I, I came back raving about Matt Harvey when I saw him pitch against the Diamondbacks. And then, you know, he's throwing, he's throwing lights out. And he's a bulldog. And he's clean as can be. One of the best deliveries I had seen in years. Not an issue, and then all of a sudden, boom! There goes the elbow. Yeah. So who knows?
1: Well, that's the th- and yeah. I mean, I was chatting to a friend of mine that played over in Japan, and he was saying he was marveling about it as well. He, you know, he couldn't believe what the pitchers do over there, and then as soon as they come stateside, boom! Their elbow goes, and yeah. it's like, well, what happened? What <laughs> <The> changed? <air. laughs> you know, like <laughs> they throw two hundred pitches over there, they do long toss the next day, well, and it's like what. Y-
0: yeah, well, we had Tom Robson on the, the show, and he just he's getting off his Tommy John surgery yeah. as well. And he, not like you can see it coming. He never was told that he had any any hitches in his, in his delivery. But,
2: exactly, but, exactly. But, uh, it's all, you know, it's internal makeup. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know.
1: getting back to your point coming back, I mean, I think one thing that the Blue Jays are really hoping on is that Drew Hutchison, who I thought pitched very well last year. Love him, that, I love him. That was his season of kind of working his way back and that we can expect. Even bigger things this yeah. year, yeah, because if you, if you've got him, and you know I, I think it's very, very difficult to to uh, to wish for a similar season from Strowman. I'd love to see it. I think like the term you use, he's an absolute bulldog, um, but it's hard to say as a second year kid that he's going to repeat <laughs> what he did last year.
2: And you know what? It, he's not a strong kid, he's a small guy, right. yeah. and he's pitching like a big kid, and and I love his heart. He's got a terrific heart and good stuff. He will, however, have games where he takes his lumps. But then he's going to go out the next start and throw a gem. He's not, you know, again, I repeat, it takes three years. (laughs) You watch Marcus Stroman next year. Not this year. He'll be better this year, or he could scuffle next year when he's around these guys that'll teach him more and teach him more, and he'll see more, and he'll slow his game down. Marcus Stroman can be a good pitcher.
0: Uh, he a... Let me talk about
2: a guy. Let me tell you about Preston Gilmett. You have a guy that no one's going to talk about, but a guy I really like. He, I, I want you to be aware of him because I think he's got a chance to pitch. Mm-hmm. Let me give you some numbers from him, if you don't mind. Okay, is that well, all right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, he threw forty-eight uh, last year. He threw forty-eight and a third innings in relief. He gave up 42 hits, and that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He yeah. gave up 10 walks. That's really or, good. Yeah. That's really that's good. That's very good. Um, his ERA was 3-9 at, in AAA with Baltimore. In Cleveland, Cleveland got rid of him. Baltimore got rid of him, and I frankly don't know why, but there must be a reason. I think he is a sleeper. He's 6'2, 200 pounds, right-hander, and he's what we call an organizational pitcher. That means that he's available to you if you need him. You know, he's an arm, he could be a triple A, he could be a double A, but I like him a lot, and I think he is equal to some of the guys that could help lengthen your rotation. So that's a name that I really like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing. That's, you know, the big question going into the season, isn't it? That, you know, we've got some of these guys, you know, they just signed Andrew Albers, who had some success with the Twins before going off to Korea, I believe it was. And Jeff uh, Francis. Jeff Francis, you know, Drayback, <laughs> he's out of options, so he's going to have to stick around.
0: I think it's if the Jays are going to compete next season, they need some diamonds in the rough or some surprises right. to step up. Right. Because without it, they are very, very... Short in that rotation. Well, not only
1: diamonds in the rough, but you know, guys like Delabar have to bounce back. Yeah. You know, s- stuff like that.
0: No question. If if they don't, then they're not going to be in it. Like, that's the bottom line. And, and you've
2: got Daniel <laughs> Norris. You know, Daniel yeah. Norris penciled into your rotation with no experience, and it's tough yeah. to win the. You know, it's tough to win the East with rookies. But let's put it out there. It's yeah. true.
1: Uh, no, it is uh, know? absolutely. I love Daniel Norris. We saw him for of a course. bit here in Vancouver, but. You know, and I, w- I was actually in Boston my one road trip this year and, and saw his, his debut against uh Ortiz and was very excited. Struck <laughs> Needless him to out. say, struck him out. Yeah. Um but yeah, you're right. You know, he he made a, a rather Pompeii esque rise through the minors last year as well. So, you know It's scary. Yeah, you know, he, I I don't think he got around twice around double A. You know, he was lights but out he, when he got to AAA. A, but
2: You know what guys? They're gonna be around Mark Burley. Mm. They're going to sure. be around R.A. Dickey. When you have those kind of mentors, especially Burley, as a left-handed pitcher, that's got to help Daniel Norris, mm. right? Yeah. I would think. And I think Burley is terrific. You know, I don't care how many games he wins. He, he throws innings. Yeah. He eats up innings. And that's why I think they need to go out and get one mm. more pitcher, to take some of the pressure off these young guys like Stroman, like Norris, you know guys like that.
0: I think you're right. not enough credit is given to Burley. Just to just the fact that you can even stay this long yep. in the majors, throwing at yep. his velocity. Just you can prove to these guys, even when you're off, when you're you don't have the arm exactly. speed that you that you normally do, and you feel like you're not with it completely. You can get by. You can get guys out in different ways, and First they question, have to be shown. Any
2: play, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you look at him and you, and you look down at your at your radar gun, and you say, "How's he doing?" <laughs> well, he's doing it because he's a pitcher and not a thrower. Yeah. He's got a lot of finesse. He he defends his position very well. He, he's just a terrific role model. He he could be a coach.
1: Well, I, I was funny. I read somewhere, you know, the, the modern day scouting as it is of amateur players, uh, at least, you know, with all these big high school showcases and stuff like that. He, you know, nobody would even bat an eyelid nowadays. They'd look at the radar guard yeah, he throws <laughs> right. 84. <he's>, we're not <laughs> right. drafting this kid, you know. You're right. You're so, right. But yeah, as we're going back to, they'll all stick to him. I, I would hope they'll stick to him. I think he bought every rookie at two bespoke suits in New York last year or something like that. A what? He took them all out, all the rookies out, and bought them all suits at a, oh. his custom Is that tailor. right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, wow. I think uh, yeah. Str- I know Strowman, Pilar, Sanchez was up at the end. They all got two suits from his tailor. So. Well, I also saw oh Strowman uh, yeah.
0: on Twitter uh, a few days ago. He he posted a conversation he had with Burley over text message. He has him in his phone as Mister Burley. So I think <laughs> yeah. they they have respect for him. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love it. I think it's fabulous, <laughs> and, and and that's worth. Uh, um that's that's priceless yeah. you know that's
0: priceless in a clubhouse you, yeah. need, you need the the balance of the youthfulness and the guys that have exactly. been around for a while yeah right.
1: there was a lot of chatter this off season of yeah. you know who can you move to to free up some salary and, and his name was kicked around because mm-hmm. obviously he's the highest paid pitcher but for the reasons we've just discussed you know it's it's a tough that'd be a tough bill to swallow
0: if the jays are struggling is he a guy that maybe wants out i don't know who would want to take that contract but Somebody well, that he's months, gonna be thirty
2: six uh, years old too. Yeah, yeah.
0: he still but has years left
1: for for what he does and and the way pitcher sellers are going, he's not really overpaid when you look at his mm-hmm. value. You know, so I don't I know. Yeah. Anyways, Bernie, uh, we're we're getting high on time here. We don't want to keep you all night. Um,
2: <laughs> I could talk all night. Uh, well, we <laughs> could you're
1: have to we, shut me up. We could too. Um, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll cut it off there. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, just just for all of our listeners out there, where can we where can we follow your stuff? Where can we get a hold of you?
2: First of all, you can get me on Twitter at Bernie Pleskoff, B E R N I E P L E S K O F F at Bernie Pleskoff. You can read my blog, Bernie's Baseball World, and that's at com. Mm-hmm. And you can read me three times a week at least. I'm starting a new series now on prospects who could break into their 25-man rosters. You can read that on pipeline.com, ML, ML, mlbpipeline.com mm-hmm. and mlb.com. That's where that's my home. Yeah,
1: we, yeah. yeah and
2: I welcome all, all of you to uh to follow me and I usually answer ninety
1: percent of the tweets. No, well that's how I I got in contact. You answered some of the questions I had about Asuna during the AFL, which I was must much appreciated and How mm-hmm.
2: oh, good. What did I say?
1: <laughs> you pretty much what you just said. <laughs> 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 threw, threw it pretty straight, but you know, stuff looks okay. Yeah. Which which yeah. is what I guess what we're hoping for. My yeah. the curiosity I have is is how aggressive they're with him next year yeah. based on, you know, just you know, Anthopoulos and the rest of the management team seemed so conservative two years ago when Sanchez and Syndergaard were in Lansing as teenagers and were not going to promote them to Dunedin even though they were dominating the Midwest League because they're teenagers. And Sanchez, I understood it. He was tall, lanky, skinny. He had some growing to do, but Syndergaard was an absolute bull. Whereas this year, you know, Miguel Castro, who's six-five, a 100 pounds basically, he went through three levels in a season. So... Something seems to have shifted a bit within the Blue Jays organization, as far as, as how they, you know, right. how they promote right. pitchers. A little bit of panic, maybe, maybe <laughs> may, may, maybe a bit of not show... winning the East for a yeah. while
2: I could tend to do that, you yeah. know. And the East is getting stronger and stronger. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. maybe showcase for trades. I don't know. Who knows? But I, I'm, you never as, know. as soon as one right. name that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this year. So I was I was happy to hear your reports.
0: Yeah. Um, very informative, Bernie. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming
2: you. on. Thanks for having anytime guys let me know i know it was tough uh, connecting and i do a lot of these so time you know when i'm with you i'm with you 100 <laughs> percent.
1: no much appreciated and and it worked out very well thanks a lot bernie
2: okay take care
1: cheers bye and there
0: you have it that was bernie Pleskoff of mlbpipelines.com at bernie pleskov uh, we thank him for coming on that was a good conversation with him and uh, very very informative like i said it was a, it was a great conversation a long one again we try to keep it short but it looks like we're gonna be over an hour again
1: it's it's funny everybody who talks about baseball loves to talk about baseball you know so <laughs> Strange it's, it's, it's not like, yeah it's really <laughs> odd isn't it so you know we always say right let's let's keep this to 30 40 minutes no it's never going to happen
0: <laughs> we should just stop talking but it's like don cherry just constantly uh, complaining about how much time he has left we just keep talking about it Don, on every don't, podcast. Don't get me into Don Cherry. I should compare you to Don Cherry. You're, you're sort of like Don a little bit. Ah. Outspoken and uh, Outspoken, wear colorful. can
1: get get himself into a bit of trouble sometimes. In your, yeah. in your leggings
0: tonight. That's an interesting uh, uniform.
1: We've, uh, we've talked about why I'm wearing leggings. We don't need to go into it, but there is a reason. I'm <laughs> heading straight to hockey, so I'm wearing my undercrackers <laughs> under my shorts right now. It suits you very well, Charlie. Thank I you very much, say. Greg. Huh? I think these leggings actually do look rather <laughs> fetching on me. <laughs>
0: Okay, anyway, (laughs) uh, I I don't know when we're going to do another podcast, but uh, we'll- Well, actually,
1: funny you should say that, Greg, we will be doing one. uh, I I don't know if we'll be doing one in between, but it's the Vancouver Canadians' Hot Stove Luncheon, of course. Correct. Three-ish weeks from now, the 23rd, Friday the 23rd of January, I believe. Um, I just got an email today um, confirming my invitation, which was very nice, but- there's no press conference. You you and I were both at it last right. year. I don't, you, were, were you there for the press conference? I was there for the press conference yeah, and no, the luncheon. no press conference this year, which is disappointing.
0: Yeah. Um, well, they had uh, McGriff.
1: Yeah, they had McGriff. They had, obviously, Anthopoulos, who yeah. I collared straight out as he was walking down the <laughs> die. I'm like, right, you're talking to me. Um so we were able to get some good stuff yeah. prior to the whole luncheon, which is basically w- what it sounds like, you know. That's where I first met you. Exactly. That was that's, one year it was a one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, <laughs> that in itself, we should have a podcast celebrating that. Time we flies. Can, you know, our, <laughs> our highlights of The Bachelor and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping, you know, they, they've outsourced the media relations for this event. I'm hoping, hoping, you know, that they're going to give us at least a couple minutes with... Anthopolis and and some of the players they're bringing along which is exciting because they're bringing Mm -hmm. along Aaron Sanchez the Russell Martin um, uh, Stroman and Hutchison, so really th- three fifths. I mean, I know mm-hmm. you want Sanchez to be a reliever, uh, but f- possibly three fifths of the rotation and the catcher they're throwing to.
0: And there's a winter. Is that same time the winter tour is coming? Because there is a winter That's tour. That's to, yeah, So you we know. might be able to get some audio through that.
1: Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll definitely get some audio from 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 the luncheon. Well, I say definitely now. I've, <laughs> I've got both fingers crossed. Um, but in the meantime, of course, the news uh, was it news last time. Um, Jim Szykowsky, big Jim Szykowsky, pitching coach for the Vancouver Canadians, not last year but the three previous years, right. um, is coming back. Oh, and of course I have his phone number yes, away from the podcast we did with him.
0: So he had one year in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mentoring uh, Aaron Sanchez and who else did we talk about? Deck McGuire and yeah. so on and so forth. So I'm I'm hoping maybe we can we can grab him. There you go. So um,
0: it'll be sporadic throughout the winter, which is all you can really expect, I think.
1: Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there could be some stuff going on. I mean, I'm, I've, I've actually, I've written in the last week. Okay. Greg, I you wanna, know. You should plug it then. Well, then I should plug it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done my, um, which you mocked already. Um, <laughs> I did sort of an intro to my top 3 I I have to get my top 30 prospect list done by Pitchers and catchers. Well, I was, I'm ambitious. hoping to get it by the luncheon, which is very am, ambitious because we all know that sometimes I can go weeks without writing. <laughs> um, I sort of did an intro, uh, which can be found on yourvansees.com, um, which kind of lays out what, how my, which my process is, which is going to be a bit different than last year, just because I, I think I want to do tw- you know, people that do top 30s. It's so hard, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we're throwing darts at a board from 20 to 30. So I'm going to reserve those 10 spots for some younger guys, which we may see in Vancouver next year. Um, which means some some big names have are, have gotten pushed out because they would have been in that twenty to thirty range. But mm-hmm. I'm uh, well, big names, big names from fucking Lansing. Excuse my language. <laughs> um, big names is us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to the listeners, it's big. Exactly. And um, today at the Sun, Vancouver Sun forward slash or Vancouver dot com forward slash Canadians. I it wasn't a, a, that much of a scoop, but I had a bit of an email conversation last night during the uh, the gold medal game with my source in japan who gave me a bit of news on the whole takahashi toritani if i've said that right uh situation so i wrote up a quick piece i couldn't played hockey last night couldn't sleep after so (laughs) wrote that up and had it out this morning that will be on yourvansees.com tomorrow morning um, and obviously, this podcast is going to go live soon. So there is content at the website,
0: slowly trickling through.
1: Slowly trickling through. If there's so.
0: anything big, obviously, if anything big happens, we'll do a podcast. But yep, uh, don't expect anything.
1: Don't expect. But you know, I, I might still get on the old uh, the old internet and uh, see if we can't find uh, another guest to uh, to tide us over. I know I, I did approach Kylie McDaniel, who's going to be doing the FanGraphs, who are the last kind of major publication to drop their Blue Jays prospect list and he said it was still a few weeks away Mm. and then when i asked him do you want to come on the podcast he that was nothing (laughs) tumbleweeds
0: (laughs) (laughs) he walked away yeah
1: stopped making eye contact (laughs) which uh yeah mark hewlett i've mailed him numerous times and he's never once come back to me so who Uh. knows maybe it's a a a fangraphophobe to (laughs) to other people's podcasts maybe they
0: just limit the the quality you know they only go to the best podcasts exactly (laughs) well i
1: think you know we should be getting up there
0: that's that's a little bit of a brag but uh (laughs) Can't argue with that. No, can't argue with this type of quality entertainment.
1: And so yeah. So hopefully we've got a few a few episodes upcoming, and then pitchers and catchers report yep. February first in Japan. We'll be back at it. It'll be the uh, weekly <laughs> again. Oh, third, maybe week, third week, in Feb. Yeah, okay. the the annual C's, uh spring spring training uh, trip is just being organized now,
0: <laughs> which Charlie is.
1: The Financially, um, the unemployed Charlie uh, is uh, <laughs> yeah looking to get the Very, jet sorted. Uh, appreciate the,
0: the plane ticket, Charlie. So, uh, but you have a hockey game to get to right now. So I do. We I do. will uh, we'll wrap this up and uh, throw out the information. If you want to follow us, we are on iTunes. We're actually gonna we'll tweet out the link to the iTunes page because I've heard it's sort of hard to search our name. And we apologize for that. I can't really change it. <laughs> but uh because of the apostrophe, you can't doesn't really come up properly on iTunes. So we'll tweet the actual link to it if you wanna subscribe on iTunes. It's possible. Uh we're also on SoundCloud, if you search for your Van C's. Uh Charlie's on Twitter at Charlie Kasky, C A S K E Y. And I am
1: Oh, well, hang on, this is the big unveiling of well, first time on the podcast, your new Twitter I handle. have a new,
0: well, it's a shortened Twitter name. Well, what
1: did ST ever stand it for? It was
0: for Sports Talk originally. I was uh, on a program here. I was uh, the Canucks reporter for yeah, Sports Talk. Yeah, of course you were, of We were all, all, everyone on the program had ST in their name. And then eventually I became the producer of Soccer Talk, but then so Sports Talk it meshed went away. And I was still on Soccer Talk, so I kept it. But I think for the new year, I wanted to shorten up a little bit. Just go plain old at Greg Ballock. I think that's a little easier. Saves you two characters, so you can yell at me with two extra characters on Twitter.
1: And I'm just going to add in two extra exclamation points. There you go. Right there. <laughs> characters
0: are everything in Twitter. you got to shorten it up as, as short as, mu- as possible. I was thinking of G. Ballock, but yeah, that's taken, of course. So Every name's taken you on must Twitter. Must be a rapper. Yeah, I'm at Greg Ballock now. B-A-L-L-O-C-H is my last name. And if you want to email us, you can email the, the podcast at uh, yourvanseas.com or yourvancs at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions and, yeah, thanks for listening. It was, uh, thanks again to Bernie Pleskoff for coming on. It yeah, was, uh,
1: it was, that was awesome. Thanks to Bernie and uh, thanks to you, Greg. Oh, thank you, Charlie.
0: Start the year off on the right foot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty fun show. So thanks again for listening to the Your Van Sees podcast.